Hey guys, it's Amy Noble. I am a holistic dating coach and founder of Love Amy. You can find everything you need to know about me, including my cell phone number at loveamy.co. Hope you enjoy this episode. Well, I could not be more giddy right now to connect with someone on Instagram who we have been like following each other forever (laughs) and dying to connect in some way. And this is our opportunity. And so I'm introducing Deganit Noor. Um, Welcome. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm so excited. So you are a spiritual teacher. You're founder of Nirvana Clairvoyant Healing. You're a Goop contributor and all things just manifesting and love and all of the things that we are also excited to talk about. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I love this world. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have a lot of alignment. I know we've been trying to align for so long. And in fact, I just posted something from Instagram, your page today. And my best friend, Katie, was like, oh, my gosh, I was about to send this to you. And I said, well, I'm interviewing her today. She's like, no way. (laughs) I know. So exciting. So I would love to know, and I know my audience would love to know kind of your story. Like what led you, you know, up to now doing what you do? And um, and we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it probably started with me not feeling well and just looking for more peace. And um, so I started meditating at 17 and I was really curious about different modalities. Um, So I was just exploring different modalities as much as I could. And I came across this modality that helps you hone your intuition. And in 2005, I started offering psychic readings to my friends because of everything that I was learning. And I was pre-dental at the time. I totally was not taking it seriously. It was just a hobby that I was having fun Mm -hmm. with. Um, And it just kind of took off. Um, My friends were referring friends who were referring friends. And I had like a thriving practice without even trying. And I, it was amazing and really beautiful. And I think the people who believed in me helped me believe in myself. Like there was people who believed in me before I believed in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that offered me the strength and courage to ditch dentistry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So wait, what were you doing in dentistry? (laughs) Well, I was pre-dental. So I actually, the year that I discovered all these psychic tools that helped me hone my intuition and offer psychic services and then help teach others how to hone their intuition and like that launched my career basically, um, is my one year that I was getting my post-baccalaureate in science because I got rejected from dental school. So I was trying to increase my chances of getting into dental school. So I was just taking all these science units and waitressing at night. And um, yeah, and I was also like dental assisting. So like I had like a, a million things to do. And the meditation, again, was like just helping me cope. And it the mm-hmm form that I came across that I now teach in our membership program. Um, it was just so fun. It was like, not just amazing at helping me, 
you know, be less anxious and feel more capable of life. But it was just like a fun adventure every time I closed my eyes. And so I started sharing it with like everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, isn't that funny how the universe works? Like it literally, you know, like, like taking a machete and being like, nope, nope, nope. You're not going to go in that direction. We're going to cut that path right off. Yeah. <laughs> Happy accidents. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I teach my clients sort of how to tune into their intuition as well. What's, what's the biggest, what's the magic bullet? What's the biggest tool that you found? Is it meditation? How, what's, what's the modality? I definitely love meditation. Um, I think for beginners, sometimes journaling might be a little bit easier because it's something that they've done before or it might be a little bit more familiar. So something like morning pages, automatic writing, where you just write and see what comes through. Um, I love questions as a divination tool. So also you can ask your journal a few questions like, why am I so unhappy in my marriage? (laughs) Why am I so unhappy? And just what the answer is that comes out. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That can be helpful. Totally. I've, I've just started doing morning pages in that way where I just, um, no one ever told me that I could actually ask for guidance. I could actually yes. ask the questions. And then it's sort of like your higher self um, answering. And yeah. sometimes it's like your hand is just kind of moving in ways. You're just what's coming out of you is so unexpected and and you will get answers. And I think that is such great advice, you know? Thanks. The other, and then to follow that up, like if you do have any intuitive hits, oftentimes people dismiss them. And so that's, but if you offer yourself credit for them, then it builds your confidence and trust in your intuition. So Mm -hmm. like if you get an intuitive hit, even if you dismiss it, just at least write it down the second you get it. So like maybe you're getting a hit to, you know, um, take that off ramp, even though it seems like it would be, you know, a detour and a longer path to your home. Um, Mm -hmm. But you might keep driving and notice there was a car accident and there's like a ton of traffic and that would have been the faster way home. So like, note that intuitive hit, then when it actualizes, you can give yourself credit for it. You know, I think that's really important. And I think even just knowing what that is, like, what is an intuitive hit? Like, what is that even feel like or mean to you. I mean, I'll give a quick example. The other day, I was just walking around in the West Village where I live, and um, I have my clients um, pick a sign that they ask the universe for as they're on their quest for love, right? As mm-hmm. as we're moving forward, and it's just a way to feel connected because that's. I want to talk to you more about it, but but how do you keep the faith, right? It's like right. on your journey. And so one of my clients picked a koala bear, like just because it's usually the first thing that comes to their mind. She's like, I don't know, a koala bear? I'm like, here we are in New York City. I'm like, okay, cool, perfect. The more <laughs> the more obscure, the better, you know? Um, so I'm walking along. I'm like going on this just, you know, kind of like running some errands the other day. And I pass this local library. I have never noticed it before ever. I've lived here for years. And I'm just like walking past it. And I look to the right and I go up the stairs through the door I literally (laughs) go around the corner into this children's library and on the wall is this mural of koala bears not just one (laughs) not just one yeah and I I snap a picture and I text it to her because she is not she's like really like I haven't seen one I haven't seen one so so that so an intuitive hit can be a feeling right it can be can it be an image a word a feeling Absolutely. Sometimes there's sense. Like some people, this is very rare. The queer, how do you even say that word? Nasian? 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get all the Claire's mixed up. I'm like, <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it could be for me, it is usually like a little voice inside my head. For some people, it's that gut feeling. And I think most of us, if you haven't honed your intuition, you just kind of dismiss it and you're like, I'm crazy or it must be hungry or it must be gra-. like, it must be me, you know, mm-hmm. like it can't possibly be the outside world trying to communicate with me. <laughs> it can't possibly right. something good. It must be there's something wrong with me that feels like you know, that off ramp is a good idea when I know it's not, you know? Um, So just acknowledging it, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I just had this weird gut feeling. You sort of acknowledge that. Yeah. And you might gain clarity. Just acknowledging it, I think is the first step. And I think the more you acknowledge it, the more clarity comes through. Like, oh, I have this feeling. I think it's about the conversation I just had. Or, oh, I just had this feeling. I think it's about this event I'm about to go to. Like, it, it the clarity starts coming in. Oh, it's about this person, actually. And like, mm-hmm, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. do I not like this person? Do I not need to do this event? Should I turn, you know, like, it'll, mm-hmm. if you, it, the more you're curious, I feel like the more will unveil itself. Right, right. Because I think it's just this unknown factor. It's like, we're, we're our human selves. It's like, I think Oprah says, like, I'm a, I'm a human being having a, no, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I think that's exactly. what she says. Yeah. Um, and so wait, let's finish your story. So you, you are like just doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing this for fun. And then when I see that it's like lucrative and it's like helping people and I'm feeling more seen, heard, validated, affirmed than I ever have in my life. And I'm like actually acknowledging that this might be my calling path and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I applied to acupuncture school because it was something that I was always interested in, but didn't think it was right for me or didn't think I could do it because of my conditioning, limiting beliefs, background, um, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And that only, I mean, acupuncturists are all believers and I mean, acupuncture is energy medicine, right? So, mm-hmm. um, two things, the having like a couple years of psychic readings under my belt only facilitated my ability to align with acupuncture and just really get it. Like it immediately made sense to me and it was just putting words to patterns that I had already been sensing and seeing for the previous two years. Wow. So that was cool. Um, but of course, like that's my target demographic. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like all of a sudden the psychic readings really took off. And, and so when I graduated acupuncture school, um, you know, I got my first little bit of press within a month of graduating, which was like unreal. And mm-hmm again, path and purpose. Like, I just do believe that I was meant to do this and I was also, um, ready for it. Like, so I got my little bit of press. I don't know if you remember daily candy. Oh my God. Yes. I used that. I was obsessed with that. (laughs) So I was on daily candy. I love it. That at that time, that was like gold. That was literally like, you know, that's, that's amazing. Amy, I was still new to New York. I didn't even know what Daily Candy was. Like all my friends in fashion had to school me. Um, when they asked for the interview, like I didn't even have a website. I had yeah. friends come over. We pulled an all-nighter. I had my IT friend build the website. My photography oh my friend create, like take the head photo, like headshots real quick. Like we just 
put it together like overnight. And my friend who was a life coach at the time, because I was still considering, I love kids and I interned for a pediatric acupuncturist for three years. So mm. I thought I was going to be a pediatric acupuncturist. Like I'm still gaslighting myself and not taking the psychic stuff seriously. <laughs> not yeah. Here's a newsflash. You're, this is your calling, just so you know. <laughs> going back to keeping the faith that's like you with the koalas that you sent to a client like luckily I had my friend there to keep me in check and be like no bitch you're a psychic you are not a pediatric <laughs> acupuncturist you are not like a cosmetic acupuncturist even though you're licensed in that like no <laughs> like the only yeah. service that you're offering is either you know clairvoyant healing sessions or clairvoyant acupuncture sessions that's it wow and, and how long ago was that like 2010. Wow. 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 Holy moly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then did you find like, once you started focusing on what your true, true purpose was, did it just like skyrocket? Yeah. Life has never been easier. Yeah. Like yeah. once I surrendered. So even asking friends for help, like even that was a huge challenge for me to like even accept and receive their help. So this did take mm -hmm. a lot of inner work. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I accepted and received their help only because I knew that they were helping my impact and reach. Like they were only helping me help people, you know, right. um, so it wasn't necessarily about me. <laughs> I think if it was about me, I would have sabotaged it real quick. Um, <laughs> yep. so then it was like the following year was so easy. Like my first year officially in practice, um, I made six figures, which is more than my ancestors had made. So it was like, I was blowing through my own limiting beliefs and glass ceilings and, you know, wow. everything, um, I had witnessed growing up. So that was cool. And I just saw how fun it was and how easy it was. And then it was really on <laughs> and I was just, yeah, I've only been having more and more fun with it since and just trusting Every day I trust more because there's yet another case study that affirms right. the magic of it all. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that story. And, and it's just, I can feel your vibration and it's, it's just so powerful. So I, you know, in my audience, primarily it's, it's people looking for that, right. And, and at, at any stage, whether it's, you know, my millennials, whether it's like me, people 40 plus trying to find love again and reinvent themselves. It's the next chapter in your experience. Like what's the most powerful element to manifesting your partner? Be being happy with yourself. I think like just falling in love with yourself first and like having mm -hmm. a really great time alone, romancing yourself, like doing for yourself, the things that you wish a partner would do for you. Um, like already feeling lovable, you know, like already feeling romanced, already feeling seen, heard, understood, like actually, yeah you know, being the partner, becoming an, a partner to yourself. Right. Yeah. I always say like, take yourself on dates and, yeah. and do the things that you would be doing with a partner, but, but showing yourself and showing the universe that like, you are so happy. You are such a yeah. good time. You, you know, all these things. And I think it's interesting on your Instagram page, you were talking about how we overcomplicate love. And, you know, and one of the things I, it's true. And one of the things I have my clients do is like make a list of everything you've already manifested and, and 
you know, it's, it's really interesting because I think we try to apply the same principles that we, you know, manifesting that job, manifesting that Mm -hmm, house mm -hmm. or that car. And we try to, you know, apply those same principles to love. And I think we overdo it. I think we overanalyze it and we almost strangle the energy to death. I mean, how how do you feel about that? 100% agree. It's like overwatering your plant and you just like kill it instead of nourishing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, that's really interesting. One of the things we were toying with talking about is, which is really interesting, you had just said that um, you, you, they're called counterfeit partners. Like when, <laughs> when you date someone and you think they're the one yeah, and they're actually the person before the real person, and yes. I call them something different, the bridge person, because I see, yes. but I, when you wrote that to me, I was like, mind blown. I see this all the time. And it's someone who like is almost, almost there. Like yeah. they, they have like nine out of 10 of the things yeah. we want. So talk to me about the counterfeit partner. Cause I think that's right. so interesting. Or the bridge. I'm so curious. I love this. I can't wait to exchange notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my, the way I see it is um, you want something that you've never had before, right? And so it is a leap in vibration, in self-worth, in accepting and receiving, in alignment, right? And so if you're a little bit shaky on it, like... Um, So like, I want that beautiful new um, Chanel bag. And also like, can I really afford it? I've never had a Chanel bag before. What would I wear with it? Do I, am I really worthy of it? And so you save up all your money, you get really excited. It's on sale. You get your Chanel bag. You're thrilled. You start sporting it. All of a sudden your lifestyle changes, your conversations change, you're feeling yourself. And then Mm -hmm. you notice like weeks, months later that it's like, ripping apart at the seams and you're like what the f right. <laughs> you know how much i saved up for this right and, and then you realize that it's a counterfeit bag and that's frustrating yes um and i think that the frustration serves a purpose so i think the mm-hmm. counterfeit part serves a purpose too because Um, even though it was counterfeit, you were accessing the vibration of the real deal. Like you were, you, you're not counterfeit. Like Mm -hmm. you were being the person that rocks a Chanel bag or rocks, you know, a loving committed relationship or whatever it is that you're manifesting. Like you became that person, right? Like I think the best part of manifesting is self-actualization. I think the, the more you manifest, the more, the closer to yourself you become and the more self-expressed mm-hmm. part, right? Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think the counterfeit partner helps the person become like get into vibrational alignment for the real deal. Right. And I, they piss you off enough to feel worthy of it. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's so- <laughs> I hadn't thought about yeah. it that way. <laughs> that's so funny. But I mean, to me, it seems like every single person that you date, there's a lesson there. And, you know, you're, you're, you're actually coming into a higher awareness of what you really want and what you don't want, but, but more so what you want. And that bridge person really is there to serve a huge purpose. And and I think you're right. It's to get ready. And it's, it's really a very similar vibration. And it's, it's that last little bit. It's that last, last little leap. It's the courage to, to know and recognize that, they're, that, that we're not going to settle, 
that just because yes. they're they're almost right, it's it's yes. not gonna be good enough. And and it's that last little leap that you have to take yeah. to say, you know what, I'm worth it. I'm gonna wait. And and this was wonderful. And and then the magic really happens. And I see it so often. So I kind of call them the bridge person because I feel like it's that last little bridge. Um, to the person of your dreams. And it's really, you're the person of your dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, how disappointed do your clients get <laughs> to find out that their bridge person wasn't there? Like, was Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've had out, out and out brawls with clients, right? Because it's like, yeah. you know, let's go back to our visioning. Let's go back to the core values. Let's go back to, you know, my three, four rule of by the, you know, we need to align on these four things early on, which is, you know, chemistry, um, core values, emotional maturity and readiness. Um, and beyond that, the lifestyle alignments, the romantic alignments. So it's all of these things, right? Um, and it's, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to that conversation of, you know, you have to be you have to have enough faith in yourself and yes. you have to have enough faith in the universe to take a step back and really, really um, walk away if something isn't exactly what, yep. you know, you want. Yeah, exactly. Like I've noticed people giving their power away to that bridge person and being like, oh my God, I found them. They're everything. They're amazing. And then yeah. getting a little insecure. Like, I wonder what they think of me. And it's like, they chose you before you started thinking this way, you know, like who you were before these thoughts came in is what called them in. (laughs) So it's weird that Mm -hmm. these thoughts are coming in, but also, um, the giving the power away, I think is the last step for them is exactly what you said is you're the actual person. And so it's, I feel like the bridge person is the perfect person to give your power away because like, and it'll be the last time you ever do that, you know, because it hurts so bad because you ultimately the people that I've worked with end up losing a lot of respect for the bridge person because they feel like, you know, hoodwinked or so betrayed. And they realize, wait, like I thought this was better than me. Turns out I have more respect for myself than you. And at this elevated understanding of myself is that's mm-hmm. the actual vibration that my person yeah, totally. You know? and, and exactly. That's exactly right. I think there's all different types of bridge people. Some really do are very hurtful and you do feel betrayed. And some are just really wonderful humans that aren't quite the, the match for you. And it's, it's, are you willing to stand up to the the true vibration for yourself? Are you willing to stand up and say, you know what, like this person is wonderful. um, And they're not, I know that there's more, I know that, that this isn't, quite right. And that, that nuance is, is sort of everything. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about, I think it's fascinating that now the only sessions you offer are partnership sessions. So that, so talk to me about that because that, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> um, so I took a break from offering sessions. I was focusing on um, developing our six month program and just teaching and writing and speaking a lot more. So I took a break from offering sessions and I really missed it. And in my meditations, I just kept receiving the message that, you know, the future is all about community. It's all about relationships, like us as individuals, like 
you know, an individual experience is nothing without a witness and without like a monologue is boring, you know, dialogue is where the magic comes in and uh, where creativity comes in and how we build forward. And so um, I have offered partnership sessions, like the first sessions I actually offered, the first psychic acupuncture sessions I actually offered were um, to a couple in their home when I was still in acupuncture school. <laughs> and mm. I would like visit them every Wednesday and give them their little couple session and poke them. It was so fun. So like I have experience with this, but I started getting a lot more mindful and conscious and deliberate with it. And um, so last summer I took on a few guinea pigs to try out uh the protocol I was thinking of where the first session is a past life session where mm. we go into all the other times that you've ever been together, why you've come back together this lifetime. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so cool. And for some that clears up some, you know, uh, disagreements or misunderstandings alone. Um, but then it's like a cord cutting session and usually the ancestors come in for that one and we really get to deep dive into like patterns that you've inherited from your family or conditioning or, you know, stuff like that that's adversely affecting the relationship but actually has nothing to do with your relationship, your bond, your love. You know, it's just like external factors that are easy to remove but somehow mm -hmm. have become a part of the relationship. Mm. Um and then the third one is we meet with your spirit council and set you up for best guidance to uh, on how to like honor uh, the love, the bond, um, and and like really find out about the purpose of the union of these two people and how to do right by that purpose and carry it out. Um, so are you actually in contact? Are you channeling? each person's guides or oh my gosh it's so fun so what I'm channeling is the space between and I always tell them that like it's not a reading on person a or b it's like mm. this entity that uh forms when a and b meet it's like the space between when your worlds collide you create a whole new world and that's what I'm reading into oh wow that is fascinating are, are you are you just reading the energy are you reading the actual sort of like I don't know. That's so cool. Yeah. So I close my eyes and I call it psychic TV. I just see things and I'll tell you what I'm seeing. So yeah, um, yeah I close my eyes and I'll tell them what I'm seeing. Uh, so obviously like the first, like the past lives one, but you know, I am looking for past lives. I am looking for energy cords, but then the energy cords might take me into a past life sometimes. Like they might show me the ancestors. They might show me, um, a childhood memory, um, where they adopted this habit or something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we'll just like unpack it all. And sometimes it's really cool because I'll be speaking to unresolved trauma about mm -hmm. like, let's say partner A, that partner B knows all about, but somehow me saying it or seeing it from this perspective and mm -hmm. adding my spin to it or something, it's like partner B suddenly gets in and is like, I'm never going to ask you to do the dishes again. I'm so sorry. Like all of a sudden it's like, it clicks and it's like, oh my gosh, like that's what I'm doing every time I ask you to do this, you know? And like I'm like, triggering this wound in you yeah. and it like all gels and makes sense. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. So like, yeah, I, I just feel like the future is all about how we come together and um, we are an interdependent society. And I think we've forgotten that. And I think in the future we're remembering that again. So 
I just felt called yeah. to facilitate partner sessions and host more retreats and offer more corporate wellness and like more community type um, healing offerings moving forward for sure. Oh my gosh. I think that is beautiful. I think that's, that's amazing. One thing that I encounter a lot with my clients is the need for them to cut cords with, you know, whether it's sometimes it's friendship cords. A lot of times, obviously in this work, it's, it's, you know, I'll, I'll be working with someone and a month in they'll say to me, well, you know, I, I got together with my ex for lunch again. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Back up. Boop, boop, boop. What's going on? Um, because it's really, really, of course, it's it's tough to cut cords. And I think because we don't want to feel alone and because we want to yeah. hang on, you yeah. know, I, I hear this a lot. Well, why can't I just keep doing this on the side and then yeah. waiting for my person? So what's your take on all that? Okay. Um. I think in energy, there's no hard, fast rules. So for some people, like I have seen people manifest beautiful life partnership while still sleeping with their ex, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is a rare person. Um, Right. Right. So what is my, I mean, I think my take on cord cutting is the same as my take on healing in general. Like, you really got to kind of get fed up with yourself to make the leap and to try something new. But if you're doing the same thing you were yesterday, you know, like the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Like, if you're dating the same douchebag, like, how are you expecting to (laughs) marry a prince? I'm so confused. (laughs) No, it's so true. It's very, very true. And I think a lot of it is just coming from insecurity and it's coming from fear. It's really coming from fear. Um, how do you oh, can, right. How do you advise someone cutting cords? I mean, can you do it yourself or do you feel like, you know, you need someone oh. like you to help you really energetically cut cords? Yes. Yeah, so I think it, again, depends on the person, depends on the cord. I feel like, I mean, I have a cord cutting tutorial on YouTube. Um, oh, I mean, great. I have a membership program where we can go even more deeper in depth with cord cutting. I'm sure there's a ton of free resources on cord cutting, a ton of free articles. So mm-hmm. if you do it yourself, I think it's always best to empower yourself and heal yourself first. And if that, if you're not okay after that like if you're still feeling lonely if you're still feeling you know that yearning or that pull um the triggers stuff like that then absolutely seek a professional um they're trained to hold space and they've done this before and you know can Mm -hmm. offer you insight that maybe where you have blind spots yeah Um, completely I also have a facing fears masterclass, and basically or a facing fear ceremony but Basically, you just kind of, (laughs) this is going to sound, some people might get triggered, like trigger warning. (laughs) Trigger warning. (laughs) I invite you to imagine yourself dying alone and just being Mm. at peace with it. Just like imagine yourself like in 10 years, you're still alone in 20 years. you're Oh my gosh. I feel like I just lost my breath. (laughs) Yeah. I literally literally was like. (laughs) People hate it. They yell at me. They hate it. But then at the end of it, so when I did that for myself, because I was afraid of being single forever, um, at the end of it, I was like, I'm actually alone. I have like beautiful community. I have wonderful friends. And even if I'm not romantically partnered, I can have all the sex in the world that I need. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. always 
I'm not alone. That's an illusion. So hopefully that's where <laughs> you'll go with it. But it's it's nice to confront the fear and to go through it instead of, um, you know, toxic, po toxic positivity or like, you know, um, trying to bypass it, but like mm -hmm. actually sit with it and let yourself feel the emptiness of being alone and see how you respond to that. Like if, if you are in 20 years from now still alone, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sulk and complain? Like for me in my meditation, I just saw myself like having more hobbies and building different communities in that way. And then like feeling yeah. less alone in a, in ways that I hadn't even anticipated, you know? Oh, completely, completely. I have a new friend who is, I think she's 72 and she is so magical she's incredible her energy is amazing and you know she was married and and then she was married again and he passed away and she's she literally is the brightest light i've ever met and i'm obsessed with her and yeah yeah and and i want to be her you know it's sort of like i just want to be her she's so peaceful and content with who she is and she everywhere she goes, she sort of shines her light and she's got such wisdom. And I do think that's really scary to think about, but I do, I also can see where that would kind of push you um, into a place of, okay, like if this is the worst case and this is my worst fear, can I, who am I then? Can I survive yeah. that? Yes, I can. Yes. And yes, I'm amazing. And, and I think, I think that's really, wow. That's, that's wild. And am I still lovable? Am I still worthy? And, you know, mm -hmm. and when you're feeling lovable and worthy, you're a magnet for love. So it's like, it's funny how when you surrender to dying alone is when you call in the love. Oh my <laughs> you gosh. Do you, do you have like, do you have people who are like, I am not effing doing that. Like, that's crazy. Like, or like <laughs> have a heart attack. Oh. 100%. Yeah. And I used to do a lot of fertility acupuncture too, not by choice. I actually don't love it because it's so emotional. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I would invite these um, women that had, you know, been trying with IVF. Like, I'm usually their last resort, right? Like, they've tried all the professionals and now they're seeing this, like, crazy psychic acupuncturist for, like, some witchcraft on yeah. <laughs> to, like, help yeah. them get pregnant. Right? Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Exactly. It always works. It always works. It worked um, for me. That was, I'm, that's, I'm convinced that's how I got pregnant with my son because I had tried, I'd had three miscarriages and I tried and tried and, um, and I finally went to this incredible, she's, I don't think as witchy as you, but, um, this incredible, you know, kind of, witch. um, spiritual acupuncturist and I'm, I, it really is, it's beautiful. It really Isn't is. It? Yeah. Best. I love it so much. But yeah, with women that were having a hard time, I could tell, and I mean, they would probably hate hearing this, but I could tell that it, they were blocking their babies. Like, I was oh, like, you're super healthy. <laughs> your kid yeah. wants to come through. They're like halfway in your aura. Like, but the way, like they were so white knuckling the whole thing that I was like, you're oh gonna, gosh. this is not the way to parent. Like they're training you on how to parent them already by oh. like learning how to be more flexible and let go. So like I would invite wow. them to imagine themselves, you know, never having babies and making peace with that. And I can't even tell you, I've lost right. clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, see ya. Oh my God. No, but isn't that true? Because it's like, we all have the friends who 
I had, oh my gosh, one of my friends like literally ended up with four kids and she was doing IVF and IVF. And the minute she finally let go, yeah. it's, it's, it's in the letting go. Oh my gosh. I have so many stories like that too, where it's like the second they stop with the IVF, start with adoption or whatever, they get kid number one and they get pregnant, you know? And yep. so all of a sudden they have two kids overnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they feel like they can't complain and they're like, oh dear God. <laughs> um, but it's, but it's, it's very parallel to the work that I do as well. It's, there's so much in the letting go. It's like, the letting go of the expectations versus reality, the letting go of the yep. limiting beliefs, the letting go yep. of the image we had, the letting go of the time frame, yep. um, the letting go of the pressure from friends and family. And it is so true. It's like, I always say, it's like that if you just imagine like a, a line from the, from your crown, the top of your head up upwards into, you know, spirit or however you want to say it, it's like, if we white knuckle it and we put so much pressure on it, it's like a kink in that hose. And it really, yep. that's how I envision it. And I can tell, I'm sure you can too. You can just sense it. And so it's like, how do we let go? How do we open that? Ugh. Yeah. Because when you open up, you're so expansive. So you're just receiving, 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 you know? Um, yeah. But when you're white knuckling it, you're just contracted. So none of your miracles, your blessings, your partner can't, there's nowhere for it to land, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. That is wild though. That is wild. I love it so much. Well, <laughs> what, what other advice do you have as we're, we get ready to wrap up, like for people who are looking for love? Um, anything? Mm -hmm. Any other advice or? Yeah, now I'm reflecting on the, all the partner sessions. Um, what I can say about the partnerships that I've seen that are uh, successful, such a weird word <laughs> to attribute to it, but you yeah. know, folks that have been around for like together for 25 plus years and still crack each other up, make like eye contact so that it's like almost uncomfortable being in their presence. And it's like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> they're too in love. <laughs> so Dial it down. You're making us uncomfortable. <laughs> they don't take themselves very seriously and they don't take their partner very personally. And I feel like, um, laughter is often the best medicine. And I think that applies here too. Like if you mm -hmm. have a bad date, it's not the beginning of the end. Don't get devastated. Turn it to like a comedy, you know, like yeah. you yep. yourself, the star of a comedy, <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> like the tragedy, and it might just like shift your. It might help with the letting go and like shift your um your ease. lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your lens. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that whole idea of you're the star of your own sort of like rom com. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's true. And it's like, I always know when I have, I can see the shift in a client when they go on a tremendously horrific date and they text <laughs> me and they're like laughing. They're laughing hysterically. Uh, they're like, oh my gosh, that was literally the most tragic thing. <laughs> I was like witnessing it as it was unfolding. And then they walk away at the same vibration that they walked in with. And I think that's, you know, that's, golden. that's the goal. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. Well, this was so, so fun. And just a taste of sort of your work and your energy. And I, I love it. And there are hopefully some good takeaways. Where can people find you? 
My last name is Noor. So um, also a client named my business in 2010 when Daily Candy hit me up and I was like, fuck, I don't have a website or a name. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was just using my Gmail account for like monthly newsletters. So um, my website is Noorvana and U-U-R-V-A-N-A and all the esoteric education is there. I've got a couple healers, Crystal and Tim, that can totally read into your love space and help you out. And yeah, if you want partnership, like once you do find your partner, if you'd like a few partnership readings, I'm available for that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, <laughs> I loved our chat and I love your energy and keep on giving and doing exactly what you're doing. I love it. You too, Amy. It's such a pleasure to be connected with you. All so right. Fun. Well, we'll talk soon again. Thank you. Yay. Okay. Have okay. a good one. Bye. Okay. Bye.